It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, we love BetMGM, the king of sports books, of course. Visit BetMGM.com, download the app. Remember, if you're in Nevada, you stop by any casino, bring that state-issued ID, you're ready to go within minutes. Again, longtime sponsor of the Lombardi line, it is BetMGM.com. For more information, you got to be 21 years or older. And if you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. Okay, we got you back here. We got the whole crew uh, back at Circa in the control room. Stephen Bond producing. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. My man, we go ocean to ocean. Michael Lombardi chilling with Bruce Springsteen there in Atlantic City at the Borgata. Uh, some juice over there. Tomorrow's going to be not like, again, I, I don't think people realize, and I was talking to a friend about this. When I moved to New York and I lived there for nine years, I was like, wait, New York isn't a college football town? Like that area just like, and it just hits different down in the bow. It hits different. Like when I went to yeah. South Carolina, even from Michigan, like there are regions in this country where, where college football literally is life. Yeah, and you know here it's you know obviously they can't play Rutgers, so that's a, the thing. And there's not a lot of major college. I mean Maryland's three hours away, and you know as you could Boston College and some of those schools. But you know once we get some of the 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 game flow now tonight, this place because of the FCS. I mean there's a big fight tonight, right? So this place is the casino's packed. I mean look at over here at the poker room, a lot of people playing poker over there yeah. today. It's it's kind of amazing how this all works. But look, college football 
football, it, it builds during the day. It's not an early coming crowd. And I think ultimately, you know, it takes some time, especially on the East Coast. But this place will be fun to be around today. So come on in. Borgata is the best property on the East Coast. I've been there many times. Love it. And I'm still trying to figure out what they pipe through that place as far as the smell, because I need my place to smell like that. It's awesome. Um, yeah. And you mentioned and they, the fight They tonight. keep it chilly in here. They keep it chilly in here, too. Trust me. It's the, not exactly the, the, you know, Al Davis would love it. it everybody's got to stay awake. It's too cold to fall asleep. Canelo and Triple G tonight as far as the fight. Who are you I'm going excited with? for that. Who are you going I, with? I'm a huge I'm a huge Triple G fan, but I my assumption is again I can get you the number. My assumption is Canelo beats him, but I just it's 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 always yeah, the last two fights have been super entertaining. So my assumption is another entertaining fight between Canelo and Triple G. An entertaining game today, Michael Lombardi. Yeah. College Station. Where are you going? So remember, oh. College Station last week App State beats Texas A&M. A&M was obviously a championship contender coming into it. App State beats Texas A&M. College game day is now in Boone, North Carolina, up in the mountains because of the beatdown. So here comes Miami. Miami and Van Dyke's a legit quarterback. Miami started off hot, 2-0, obviously the new head coach. Here's my question about A&M. They make a change at Mm -hmm. quarterback. They're laying six today. The mistakes have been an issue for Jimbo Fisher's team. They've got four turnovers so far, and Miami, how about the takeaways? They've got three takeaways in each of their first two games. That's a mismatch as far as the turnovers. That's always where you look in the box. Well, I mean, when you change quarterbacks, what you're telling your team is, look, you know, we didn't win because of the quarterback, but is it the system or is it the player? I think that's what you got to have to identify. Did we have plays that he missed, you know, and what took so long to make the change? You know, why were you so dedicated to the? If he's missing throws or not executing the offense, then you got to make a change, you know. But, I, I, I mean, when you go back and watch that Alaba, Appalachian State, Texas, I mean, like Texas, te- Texas A&M was never got in control of the game, even though the scoreboard favored Appalachian State. Sometimes, you, you know, like, for example, Seattle-Denver on Monday nights. Denver was always in control of the game. Seattle just had the lead. Like, that was too – well, this was not the case when you watched the tape of this game. So, you know, I, I think it's just Miami – look, Miami's got a chance. They got the better quarterback. And they're playing really. Everybody's expecting A&M to take this giant step because they made the quarterback change. I'm not sure it's that easy. I'm not sure it's that easy either. And my question is, can Texas A&M score? And I mean that. You know, again, Haynes King is a promising young quarterback, but they're making the change at quarterback to Max Johnson. Um, it's not a plus coming into a big matchup like this to have a shakeup at quarterback, as you just highlighted. I, I, I don't I don't know if they could score. Uh, the number is wild because it opened A&M five and a half and it's been bet up to six. Again, key numbers NFL to college a little bit different. We're still looking at a key number of six here. Well, I mean, look, Texas, I mean, Miami averages 50 points a game. Okay, now they played some lesser opponents. Remember the Southern Miss game, they, they started a trail and everybody was like, uh-oh, what's going to happen here? But they rallied back. They've only given up 10 points a game. They're 16th in the country in points, points allowed. Whereas A&M, you know, they played Appalachian State. They, they, they've only averaged 22 points. They've had a hard time scoring points. Right. You know, it's not, you know, and so, and, and they start slow. I mean, you, for all, you know, one of the things I criticize Kellen Moore about is the fact that of the Cowboys is his game plans never adjust. But when you don't score in the first quarter, your game plan, and, and Texas A&M averages three points in the first quarter. 
You know, they're 89th in the country in first quarter points scored. That tells you your game plan isn't very good. It's just maybe not the execution, but you're not game planning very well because even bad quarterbacks can score on the opening drive. Cristobal's back home, obviously left Oregon to go to Miami, a a guy that can recruit his butt off. Uh, This will be a good litmus test for Van Dyke against the A&M defense. The question of urgency... Like, you will see whether or not Jimbo's doing a good job coaching this team. You'll be able to see body language. You'll be able to see the immediacy, the urgency from an A&M team that was let down last week, obviously. Yeah, no doubt. And look, in fairness to Jimbo, his Aggies team, when he plays ACC teams, they're 5-0 and against the spread. So they've been good when they go into the ACC, right? The other thing I think you've got to really take strongly into consideration is, is the Aggies are typically an under team in September. They're 8-0 in their last eight games in September at the under. I think that's why it's at 44.5. I don't know if it's moving down, but it's 44.5. I think the under could be in play here as well. 100% agree. This has a feel of 21-20, 22-20. This has a feel, as far as you just mentioned, the under. We'll take a look at the total. 48 down to 45. A couple of shops showing 44 and a half. So, again, the betters agree with you as that number has moved down. Uh, one last note. Some good stats from Stephen here. The Hurricanes are 5-1 ATS. Their last six on the road. This is just an awesome spot for Miami. Again, great, you, you, great. You, 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 great setup for Miami. I mean, it sets up perfect. If Miami can pull this one all of, off, you know, as good as Cristobal is able to recruit, it's only going to enhance his recruiting, you know, because he goes into College Station and finds a way to get this one win. A hard place, you know, look, Appalachian State did it, so I don't want to minimize it. It's not a hard place, but it is a hard place to play. I mean, I don't know if there'll be 100,000 people there, but there'll be a lot of folks in that stadium. It's it, it's hard, and when you're in there, the, that 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 is such an unbelievable stadium to be at. Kyle Field is a remarkable because you feel like it's so big and it goes so high up in the air. The crowd noise is impressive. Would you put Miami in that remember win category? We were talking about Nebraska and firing Scott Frost at the top of the show. It's funny. I mean, no. Miami didn't get one thirty for thirty; they got two thirty for thirties. Like this was a program back in the day. Yeah, but I think sometimes it's not so much remember when. It's like they've let their – Miami didn't invest in their football program like they did in the past. Florida State the same way. Bobby Bowden spoiled them. He wanted Florida State, and they didn't have great facilities, and now they're kind of paying a price for it because they didn't have great alumni donation. I mean, they didn't have that, you know. And so that that's where I think people have slipped away from them, and I think Miami's a little bit like that. Now, since this NIL – And they've got a bunch of guys at Miami that are putting serious cash into this program. I think that's why they're coming back. Also, you can't play at Hard Rock Stadium. Listen, I I don't think so. Literally, literally is about. It it literally is about having just the vibe, everything kind of ensconced. It doesn't look right there, does it? Yeah, no, no. You should be able to walk to your college football game, right? It should be within the community, right there on campus. Like at the University of Houston, they used to play in the Astrodome and seven people showed up, but now they play on campus and it looks good, right? It just has a better feel for it. It's like when Temple goes and plays at Lincoln Financial. It just doesn't look good. You know, it doesn't feel right. Or even Hines for Pitt. By the way, that yeah. was back in the day that was back in the day when your boy Andre Ware was slinging it, right? With the Heisman. He goes yeah. on to play for the Detroit Lions, and guess what happened? Turned into an absolute flop. That's what happens. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not that I'm bitter. Um, okay, so I'm taking the six with Miami. I don't know which way you lean. 
there at College Station? I would lean towards that. You know, I would lean towards that. Uh, you know, I just don't think there's just a switch you flip to turn around and play great. Like, I just don't see that. You know, and, and, and you you got to be willing and humble to accept that you're not doing the right things. Do you, and I don't see that in Jimbo either. I don't see him being that kind of guy. You know, and when I think – when you look at it, you know, I mean – they just have not been able to put together a lot of point points and drives. They they get behind and down a distance. They make a mistake. And when you make too many mistakes, it's hard to coach your way out of mistakes. Your boy Jick Jack's going plus 185 on the money line. On the money Florida. line. How about Miami that, Patrick? Well, how about that? He, hey, he put his neck out there today. Plus I mean, he's like Miami Eagle fans. We don't want the uh, – Jick Jack's an Eagle fan. We don't want the points. Take Keep your points. We don't need them. We don't need them. Money line, baby. I will tell you that total is starting to scare me a little bit. I love the 48 on the opener. It's now down to 44 and a half. At yeah, shops, might, we so might have got the worst. Of the, we might have got the worst of that number. I mean, I think that 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 people fell that into that. I think we got the worst of that. I, I would lay off that. To me, it, it's that's a little too 44. Yeah, it's a 24, 20 game. I mean that. You know. I mean, come on. You're absolutely getting the worst of it if you're betting the total to the under right now. Because remember, when it opened, you could have gotten 48. That's the importance. Remember, new bettors, don't bet into bad numbers. CLV is very important. Okay, quickly on Jimbo. You talked about him potentially. You thought about him. What would he be like as a professional head coach? I just looked at my notes and I saw Mississippi State LSU. What would Mike Leach or Brian Kelly look like as a, a pro coach? Well, I think Brian Kelly would be a lot dependent on the staff. I think Brian Kelly would be a head coach in the NFL. He wouldn't run the offense, defense, or the, he wouldn't run either side. He would run it all. So he would be more of a head coach, and it would depend on the staff. Leach, a lot of I don't know how he does it because I've been around him, but it's somehow the details get covered. It's really he's a remarkable person when you spend time with him. Doesn't even run the football. He's just like that's not happening. Calls and every every play's a pass. Every play's a pass. But he runs Saturday, it. Bet Prep host and sharp Matt Humans joins us next here on the Lombardi Line. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, become a VEASAN pro right now. When you do, you get the write-ups from Matt Humans, of course, Sharp. You get the write-ups from Michael Lombardi. You get picks at a glance, 24-7 video, season prep. Let me put it this way, like the pro tools as far as the betting splits. Everything is involved in the VEASAN pro package. And right now, it's 175 bucks. Remember, this is going to go up, and this goes through the Super Bowl. So get it right now. Trust me. Invest a little to make a lot. It's vcin.com slash subscribe. That's vcin.com slash subscribe to become a vcin pro. It's the information I wish I had coming up. Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata. I'm Patrick Maher live from Los Angeles. We're going to talk to, listen, we've made a lot of changes at the station. The buzz, even Bill AD is writing about it in the daily newsletter. The buzz is Matt Eumann's new shows. I say two, Saturday Bet Prep, which is midnight to three Eastern. And then it replays before the Lombardi line on Saturday morning. And that coincides with the Circa Friday Football Invitational, which is the coolest thing ever. And then also Matt Eumann's with Sunday Bet Prep, which airs 9 p.m. to midnight. And with that, we say hi to Matt Eumann's. Hi, Matt. How are you? Hey, great to talk with you guys this morning. And uh, let's talk college football and NFL. I got a few plays here. Love yeah, it, Matt. Start with this Fire one. away. Let's do it. Let's, let's start with this one. You're going to take the three. You're getting that three with LSU there, Death Valley against Mississippi State. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to do it with Brian Kelly against Michael each year. Back-to-back road games for the Bulldogs. I, I played a couple of uh, home dogs in the Pac-12 last week that uh, played dead. Hopefully those uh, dogs come through in the SEC this week. Uh, I'm not the biggest Jaden Daniels fan in the world, but I think he is starting to find his groove a little bit in Kelly's offense. And LSU is going to be much more physical defense than what uh, Mississippi State has faced so far. Will Rogers kind of had his way. With the Arizona defense last week, I don't think that happens in Baton Rouge. Give me LSU uh, plus three, and I'll tell you what, I'm taking Auburn plus three as well. And uh, so far, if you've watched uh, the Auburn Tigers, there's not too much to be impressed by. But uh, Penn State was lucky to win that season opener on the road of Purdue. I think we're going to see the same type of down-to-the-wire game today. And um, 
I'm going with Auburn uh, plus three. I think uh, that's that's a game based on my numbers. It should be essentially a pick em. So give me the dog plus the field goal at home. Wow. I mean, uh, Brian Hartson's got your backing. I mean, this is one of those I'm told I'm told if he doesn't win 11 games, he's out no matter what. So uh, uh, this is a risk. I, I love it, Matt. <laughs> he's, you might as well call him out then because he's not going to win 11 and that's not going to happen. Uh, that's, this is one of those games where I really don't like either, either coach involved, James Franklin or Brian Harson. Uh, but I think Auburn has got a much better defense than uh, Purdue in week one. It's going to be a lot tougher go for Sean Clifford in that Penn State offense. So kind of a coin flip game. Give me the SEC home dog in that one. New coach, first game bump with Mickey Joseph mm-hmm. there. Nebraska, take the 11, hosting Oklahoma, Maddie. Yeah, you know, a lot of times this new coach angle is something a lot of handicappers like to play, and I'm going to play it too. I think that black cloud that was over the Nebraska program with Scott Frost has been lifted with this coaching change. I know that's what Trev Alberts was trying to do when he said, hey, we can't wait until October 1st to pay the $15 million on the buyout uh, to pay 50% of that $15 million. We're going to cut Scott Frost loose now. Mickey Joseph takes over. Uh, the players like him. I think they're going to play hard for him today. Really, if you look at Nebraska, it's not like this has been a uh, a, a pathetic situation with this team. The last 13 losses by Scott Frost in his tenure, all by single digits. Last year, Nebraska was 3-9. and nine. The largest margin of defeat was nine points at Ohio State. So these have all been single-digit losses. And last year, the Huskers were 22-point dogs in Norman and Oklahoma needed a late defensive stop to secure a 23-16 win, and that was a better Oklahoma team. Dylan Gabriel, Marvin Mims, yeah, potentially explosive, but I watched the Kent State-Oklahoma game last week, and the Golden Flashes had 11 first downs to Oklahoma's seven in the first half, and it was a 7-3 to game. I don't see any reason why Nebraska can't keep this tight to the finish, if not have a, a shot to pull the upset here. Yeah, and the line the line agrees with you. What it opened at fourteen and a half, and it shot all the way down to eleven immediately, right, Patrick? Yep, hundred percent. So there it is. They're laying eleven, eleven and a half. Take it. What well, Matt Newman mm-hmm. says. By the way, Dino Dino Babers, a nice little start for his Syracuse team, right? Yeah. They're going to play up in that cavernous dump in Syracuse, New York today, and they're going to host mm-hmm. Purdue. Syracuse. They opened a one point dog, Matt. They're laying a point and a half here. Yeah, I actually took Syracuse plus three on the opener at uh, Circa, but that three didn't last long, disappeared pretty quickly, and the favorites flipped in this game to where Syracuse is now taking a lot of sharp money as a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Syracuse is a lot better than I thought in the preseason. Garrett Schrader's really developed well at quarterback, 79% completions, five TDs, no picks so far, and Syracuse outscored Louisville and UConn, a combined 79-21 to in the first two games. I think this can be a really entertaining game this morning. A shootout uh, that I think Syracuse finds a way to win. So I'm on the uh, I'm on the home team in this one. Are you surprised the under the over is only at 59 and a half? Don't you think both these teams get to the 30s? I do. I think it's be really similar to that Penn State Purdue game that was 35-31. I think this game probably should be played in the 60s, yes. Taking a deep dive, of course, with Matt Humans, VEASAN host, VEASAN Sharp. Okay, let's go to the NFL because you got four plays here as well. My assumption is you're not laying five and a half with Vegas. That's where the number is now. You are playing Vegas, though. I did. I, I laid three with the Raiders when it opened. 
I thought that was a cheap number. I wanted to see what Michael's thoughts on the, on the Arizona Cardinals are. I'm sure he, he's got a few. But when I look at the Cardinals, Kyler Murray, I think, is a very immature quarterback. Cliff Kingsbury seems to be running a, a really disorganized ship. And uh, I, looks, I like the Cardinals are a bet against team. Right now, Arizona's got the worst pass defense in the NFL. And uh, I would expect the Raiders to bounce back and play much better. I was surprised, Michael, that the Raiders showed such a lack of urgency offensively in the first half against the Chargers last week. I know the offensive line's a problem, but Derek Carr threw three picks, took five sacks. I just think with Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and all those weapons, I don't see how Arizona can hold down this uh, Vegas offense this week. No, I don't. I mean, when you go back and watch the tape, I mean, on the first drive of the game, they've got three they got three touchdowns that they don't execute on any one of those plays. And then, you know, the interception to Waller, Carr doesn't throw to Hunter Renfro, who's wide open. I mean, it was just a lot of things I thought that when you watch the tape, it was they averaged eight yards per, per attempt in that game. I'm with you. I think I, I did Chris Russo yesterday. He took Arizona. He took Vegas at five and a half, laying five and a half, because he felt like, I'm on. I'm going to play away from Arizona until they prove me wrong. I think there's something going on in that locker room. We've seen the line jump, Matt, from three and a half to seven, six in Kansas City, and then it went to seven. This line opened at three, and it went to five and a half immediately. I think a lot of people know something's going on there. I think playing against Arizona is a smart play. Yeah, if you think about it, uh, Arizona has lost, I believe, now six of seven going back to last season. And uh, that pass defense looks pretty poor. I think the Cardinals have got to be a bet against team right now. Yeah, you're getting a bad number if you're laying five and a half with Vegas, just to be clear. But again, uh, that number has jumped. You're going to take the Mm -hmm. three and a half with Jacksonville at home hosting the Colts. You know, by the way, I laid the five and a half with the Raiders in the circuit contest, too. It's a a bad number. (laughs) I do think that Raiders should win easily. I, you know, I bet against the Colts last week, and I'm going to do so again. And um, I, I got to think the Jaguars got to be really hungry for a win after they let that 22-14 lead get away in Washington last week. And I don't know how to explain this, but I'm going to go ahead and bet this trend. The Colts have not won in Jacksonville since 2014. So I took the home dog plus three and a half here. I like it. Should have had a straight-up winner with the Texans last week as well. Uh, Okay, the next one on the board, Matt Eumanns, before we go, just got a little under two minutes here. You're going to take the Eagles. Uh, Let me get you the number as far as Philadelphia is concerned. Of course, a three-point win last week in Detroit. What number did you get with the Eagles here? I laid two with uh, Philly on Monday night. Played both games on Monday night, by the way. Took Titans plus 10 against the Bills and the Eagles minus two over the Vikings. And... uh, I like the spot for the Eagles here. The the Vikings are off that emotional win over the Packers in the opener. Kevin O'Connell, rookie coach on the road for the first time. This is, uh, you know, we could do an entire segment on this, on Howie Roseman's draft blunder when he took uh, Jalen Rager, number 21, and Justin Jefferson went number 22 to the Vikings. But uh, that's, that's something else. Uh, that's another storyline to this game. I think Jalen Hurts, I've said this for a few months now, I really think he's going to have a breakout season. I know a lot of people question his passing accuracy, but I think with so many weapons around him in that offense, an elite offensive line in front of him, Eagles are going to be explosive offensively. I've liked them uh, from day one, really this season, to be the NFC East champs, and I think they're in a better spot here Monday night. I'm surprised to lay fewer than three here. Uh, So I laid two with Philly, and 
I took the ugly dog. I know the entire world's going to be on the Buffalo Bills uh, Monday night, or at least the betting public. And uh, I'll take the Titans. They blew it in week one. A lot of times teams like that bounce back and play much better in week two. So I took the Titans in 10. Michael, Love it, VEASAN, viewers said, Michael, VEASAN viewers said they want picks. How about 10 picks in 10 minutes from Matt Eumanns? It's Sunday best. Bet prep. 10 for 10. It's also Saturday I love it, Matt. prep with Matt Eumanns. Get some Thank rest. You, Matt Eumanns. Get Appreciate some rest, you. Matt. Thank right, you, Matt. You Thanks. All right. There he goes. You can find all those picks when you become a VEASAN pro at VEASAN.com. We're back with Thomas Gable. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, I tell you all the time, BetMGM Rewards is sports betting premier loyalty program. It's the best. The king of sports books unleashes the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Again, you can get risk-free tokens. If you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can get dining, shows, hotel rooms. Use your, your rewards to pay. Again, every time you place a bet at BetMGM, whether on the app or the site, you get points. And those points accrue, and you can use those points however you want. you got to be 21 years or older. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have a betting issue. Again, it's not available in New York or Mississippi. As we welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line, I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi. We are joined by the race and sportsbook director there at the Borgata, one Thomas Gable, our partner. Quickly, before we get to Thomas... Michael Lombardi was enjoying the Trev Alberts interview. Has that concluded? <laughs> Do you want to continue watching the Nebraska AD get well, interviewed? I mean, TG, like he's out there getting interviewed. Like what did like what did he know now that he didn't know last yeah. January? Like somebody well, asked that question. Like the program was bad last year, right? Yeah. Like what made you think it was going to get better in seven months? Because you brought Mark Whipple in. Now you got all these families displaced. At some point you either know or you don't. Like, how does he keep his job? I know he's an alum of the school and all that crap, but, I mean, the reality of it is, is, like, how does that happen? I don't understand it. Like, you evaluate the program. You don't evaluate the contract. Well, didn't Bob Seeger say it best? I wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then, Michael Lombardi? Yeah, there you go. Perfect. I love that. <laughs> I don't that. even know if that makes sense. I don't even know if that makes sense. By the way, when Thomas Gable sat down, what did he say? He said he's taking a ton of Nebraska money. That number opened, yeah. I believe, 14 and a half, TG. You can walk us through this. This is that first game for a new coach bump. Love to play the angle. And right now, we've got to sit mostly 11s with Oklahoma. There in is this because Adrian Martinez is now back at quarterback for Nebraska again? Did he come back? <laughs> I mean, because he's never left. I keep thinking he's playing, right? Where is he playing this year? Where, where is he at? Kansas State? Is it Kansas State? Is that right? I don't, I don't know. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But, Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. Yep. No, it's, uh, this, this line's actually down to 10 and a half now here. Wow. So, yeah, a lot of, uh, wow. lot of Nebraska love here. Um, total is 65 and a half in this one and you know we've seen a lot of people in nebraska uh this week after the firing of, of scott frost there and uh a lot of books open this a lot higher uh i've seen it as high as 16 and a half at one shop opening but uh you know oklahoma started the season pretty impressively against you know lesser opponents so this will be brent venable's first time first real test as a head coach there so quarterback dylan gabriel averaging 10.4 yards per attempt has five touchdowns and he's surrounded by some talented skill position players like marvin mims 10 catches for 244 yards in his first couple games and this is a corn huskers defense that allowed over 600 yards on offense to georgia southern there so 
everyone's expecting a lift here from the firing of Frost, but at what point do we say this Oklahoma lie has just gotten too too far away? It, you know, Oklahoma's in a different class here. Um, I, I don't know how much further this is going to go down uh, before you really start to see some buyback on Oklahoma. You know, but I think what Matty Eumann said in the last block, TG, is true. I mean, as bad as Nebraska's one loss record, they have been very – they've had chances to win a lot of games. They couldn't win close games last year. That's and, true. And they're better than maybe, you know, we think they are. Maybe they just are poorly coached. Now, we know that it's hard for Mickey Joseph in four days to turn a program yep. around. I mean, Jimbo will do that because Jimbo's the greatest coach in college football. But <laughs> anyway, you know, the the reality of it is it's challenging, right? So I, I think I could see why people, that number's a little too high. Plus, we're not sure how good Oklahoma is, really. You look at that first yeah. half against Kent State, Kent State played them well. Yeah, they did. Okay, but we can say this, and this is our pro tip for the hour, become a VEASAN pro. Uh, Thomas Gable, you know this from pros betting. They do play that new coach first game angle. Now, they'll fade them the next mm -hmm. week, but they will play the new coach in that first game. Yeah, and it's it's something that you see a lot even across all sports, right? It's not just uh, sure. a college football thing. So uh, we saw it, for instance, in in baseball this year yeah, when, when uh, Joe Girardi was fired by the Phillies. Yep. The Phillies went on a tremendous Good run, point. and a lot of people ca cashed in on that run. Uh, you know, there there are a lot of times where teams just get that uh, that little spark or whatever it is there after the coach or the manager gets gets canned, and uh, they they get what they need, and they go on a run. How about this one? We haven't discussed Michael and Thomas. We haven't discussed Cal Notre Dame. So oh I've got boy. the number here. This number opened. I, you know, I, I got a varied open. I've got a varied report as far as openers, so you can correct. I've got mostly 11 and a halfs on the opener, but up to 12 with Notre Dame laying it, Thomas. Yeah, so we actually uh, opened this nine and a half. Notre Dame laying nine and a half. Uh, went to uh, to ten and a half, and now it is currently thirteen and a half here. So, wow. uh, big jump here. Uh, Notre Dame certainly is taking the uh, the large amount of the money here and tickets on on the Irish. Uh, total right now 41 and a half in that game. Uh, you see a slight move there. It, so a slight move from where we opened to the under, and now it's back up. So uh, open at 40 and a half now, sitting at 41 and a half. But again, uh, I guess people are expecting Freeman here to to right the ship for for well, Notre I mean, Dame against can Cal. Can Cal so. score? Well, that's, I mean, Cal's, right, that's no, going to be I mean, the, that's the, the problem. main thing, right? You know, well, but can't. I mean, he doesn't if he doesn't get this one right. What's he got? North Carolina. He's got BYU. He's got Clemson. And he's a tough, tough, tough road. I mean, that's yep. the yeah. That's going to be a tough year for him. They're, they're, you could. No. They're not going to be bowl eligible. I could tell you that. Yeah. You always know, Michael, what you're getting from Justin Wilcox and Cal. You're getting a very good defense that's going to turn you over, but they can't score, and that's going to be an right. issue here. You're buying low on the Irish. You were certainly buying low on the Irish at 9.5 where Thomas opened it. Yeah. How about 12-25, yeah. the matchup there? BYU, a tough schedule. They've already beaten Baylor. They had to Eugene to take on Oregon. Where are you sitting with that number? So... In this game, this is an interesting game. Uh, we opened this Oregon laying three and a half with a total of 58 and a half, and it really hasn't moved. Uh, we're still at those numbers. So, uh, Bo Nix coming off a five touchdown performance there against Eastern Washington, but many of those passing yards that he accumulated were yards after the catch. Yeah. And that's really where uh, you've seen this Oregon team excel is getting defenders to miss tackles, whether that's after reception or running the ball. And ironically, on defense, that seems to be the issue for Oregon is is tackling, missed tackles. Right. So 
Uh, and that's going to be a problem here against this BYU offense. I, I really believe that they, you know, they have the capability of making some explosive plays and they can block really well. So I would expect BYU to put up some points here. I, I just don't see this as a low-scoring affair with questions around both defenses and how they've been able to, to tackle, and, and there's just been a lot of missed tackles on both fronts. Hey, you know, BYU last week had a couple key guys out of the game that, yes, they, that, did. that, you know, yeah. that they were still able to, to beat a good Baylor team. I just think the physicality of BYU is going to be the difference in the game. But you're right. I mean, look, the, these ta- these games in Eugene tend to get a little bit of a track meet going through there. But that's gonna be, I think it's going to be a great game to watch, Patrick. I really do. Yeah. Totally agree. I'm into that game. I'm into this one, too. Mississippi State, Death Valley, LSU. I've got Mississippi State lane three at most shops. You could be sitting two and a mm-hmm. half. Where you at, Thomas? Yeah, so we are at three right now in this one, and we actually opened this game as a pick. Uh, so it, you've seen the, the money uh, come in on Mississippi State, driven this number to, to three. Uh, total was 53 and a half, and that uh, pretty much has remained unchanged. It's down to 53, just a slight tick, uh, tick lower. But uh, pretty balanced action right now as we speak. Uh, we're, we're starting to see some LSU money come in here now that you can, uh, can get to three. Wow. Yeah, I mean, look, it's still a hard place to play in Baton Rouge. Yes, I mean, Tiger yeah. Stadium. I mean, that, that's going to be a hard thing. And, you know, it's hard for an offense, but especially an offense like Mississippi State, which everything's done at the line of scrimmage. Like I have mentioned before, you know, they don't call a run. They just react. They, they, they get into a run. So, but Leach Will Rogers, I think, is really good. This is, again, I'm not a Jalen Daniels. I know Matt Humans is on the LSU side yeah. thinking they're going to play better. And Kelly's a good coach. I just have a hard time. I think the better quarterback will be the difference in the game. Let's go to the Plains. Auburn, Alabama. Jordan Hare. Penn State at Auburn. State. Where, are you, where are you at with the number? So this number is uh, now down to Penn State laying two and a half. Uh, open Penn State laying three. Uh, total open at 48 and a half in this one and now sits at 48. So uh, this is really the first real test of the 2-0 and Auburn Tigers here today when Penn State comes to town. They're going to need to slow down this Penn State offense. Uh, running back Nicholas Singleton averaging 10.5 yards per carry there for the Nittany Lions through the first two games. Now he's gotten there by ripping off some huge runs. Right. Uh, so Auburn's going to need to protect against that. Those big plays. We know Sean Clifford. He's always been a streaky performer. Um, he's found Western Kentucky transfer Mitchell Tinsley for a touchdown in each of the first two Penn State games. Uh, I expect a really tight one in this. I, I think the, the Penn State pass defense has looked decent so far this year, uh, but the passing game is not Auburn's strength. So they're going to run the ball, and we're going to see if the Penn State linebacking core is really up to the task here. Um, I'd expect Auburn to probably run the ball 35-plus times in this one and uh, really grind Penn State down. Yeah, I mean, look, the 24-16 win over San Jose State gives me some doubt whether how good Auburn really is. I mean, I'm surprised the line's this tight, but, you know, going to the Plains is tough, Patrick. What is the number on the Triple G Canelo fight? We just got 20 seconds here, TG. Canelo uh, minus 450. He opened as a $5 favorite. So, of course, uh, the dog is getting bet here uh, at that price. But, uh, again, a fight that's years a little too late. I I can't wait for it. You're going to lay a price if you want Canelo. Have a good day at the Borgata. We're back running the board. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. 
This is Freddie Prinze Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Brent Musburger, of course, a horse racing fan, and horse racing fans first bet wants to invite you to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita Park on October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize package includes airfare, hotel, tickets to the races, plus $1,000 in betting vouchers. From first bet, of course, you can head over to vcin.com slash horses to register. That's vcin.com slash horses to register. As we got you back here, Michael Lombardi Borgata. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Hope you're having a nice Saturday. Stephen Bond made a great point as far as the pro tip. I got a couple uh, of things I want to run by you here before we yeah. run the board. One, that is a legit angle that pros bet. That is new coach, first game. 
However, what Stephen mentioned, and this is very important, there is an overcorrection. And we're getting to that point now, I think, with Nebraska, where you go 14.5 down to 10.5. Where did Thomas say he was? Was he 10.5, I believe? Yeah, he was 10.5, yeah. Yeah, you start to get to that point where that angle becomes an overreaction or overcorrection, so be careful there. Yeah, and it's like we talked about the over under, you know, of of the all of the Texas A and M Miami game, right? You know, and all of a sudden it went from forty eight down to forty four. Are we are we really getting the best number here? I mean, yes, everybody was on Nebraska, but remember, then is then, now is now, and you don't want to be a day late and a dollar short. That's the biggest issue, right? You don't want to be at that, you know, where it cashes at forty five, you know, where if you had forty five, it would have cashed, but because you got forty four, it doesn't. So, I, obviously, I can hear you and Thomas talking during the break. I just want a clarification. What constitutes somebody from South Philly? You guys were having a conversation <laughs> about people. You were having a conversation about people from South Philadelphia. Would you like to categorize those people? Uh, ninth, 12th and Catherine. I mean, look, I, I, South Philly, is, if anybody listening to the show in, in Boston and Chicago, South Philly is the Italian section of Philadelphia. It's a street that Rocky ran down, if you remember the movie, with the all the markets on the outside. It's very. It's an Italian neighborhood. And usually a South Phillyite will be wearing a one of those white T-shirts, you know, I don't know what they call them, uh, but, you know, and medals around their chest. Yeah. So, you know, that that's kind of what it is. And so when somebody walked by here, I just said to TG, there it is. <laughs> if you there it is. It's a, if you go to the dictionary and say there it is, you could just see the picture, the visual, the visual. Yes, yes. The white tank top has a derogatory term associated yeah. with it that we won't go to. I'm not but we going all there, Patrick. Exactly what, no, I'm not. We all, know, we all know exactly what you're talking about. By the way, as we run the board here on the Lombardi line, remember, become a VEASAN pro. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Those pro tips, you get all the pro tips archived from during the week from all of the shows as well. Quickly, on one game, I had a professional just text me, and this is a guy that would know. He heard you talking about uh, Colorado at Minnesota. Okay, and he specifically said he's laying in a contest. He's laying the 27 and a half with Minnesota. I think it's the best bet on the board. If I were to give out two picks today, like I do with the NFL, Bill A.D.'s paying attention, I hope uh, I would give out Minnesota laying the 27 and a half and I would take BYU and the points. Those would be my two plays today that I see on the board. Look, the beautiful thing about, you know, the, the college Saturday board is like going to a great buffet. Like, you can't eat everything. Like, you can't bet every game. Like, you just got to figure out which one fits for you and work through it and situations. And like I said, to start the show, I'm always looking for bad. Like, I think Colorado's program is bad. I think Carl Durrell knows he's going to get fired at the end of the year. I think that's going to trickle down. You know, I do think the Auburn program, they're going to keep trying to fight. I don't think the fight will sustain itself. Brian Hartson, unless he wins 11, won't be there. But I think there's some fight there. I see no fight in Colorado. So I'll take Minnesota. I just like BYU. I think BYU missed a couple players last week. I think they, they kind of have their – it's us against the world, and they're a pretty good team. I'm not sure Oregon's as good as we think they are in spite of that 70-point devastation against Eastern Washington. George is at Williams-Brice, Beamer Ball, South Carolina. Full game is 25-25 and a half. I did lay the six and a half in the first quarter. Again, I'm going to be very transparent. It looks like it's up to seven now. But where are you at? South Carolina catching 25 and a half at home. 
I, I just don't think to South Carolina is going to be able to match them. I think they wear them down. I would take Georgia and the points here. I really, I would lay the points and take Georgia here. I just think to okay. me, it's just Georgia's a hard team. I know it's there, but you know, I, I just think to me, under thirty, it's a play. Humans was on LSU catching three at home, hosting Mississippi State. Where's Lombardi? I would lean. I lean towards towards Mississippi State. I just think to me, I'm going to take the better quarterback in Will Rogers. I, I Matt made a point that he's not against Jalen. I, I think Daniels will turn the ball over. I like Mississippi State. I like Leach. I think this is one of those games that I could see him get behind early in the game, and then he rallies back. Like one thing I saw at Mississippi State last week when I watched the tape against Arizona, they weren't they they were physical. This isn't like a Pac-12 team. Mississippi State's good. Cal's a physical team, but they can't score. They're at Notre yeah. Dame. An opportunity maybe perception-wise to buy a little low here on Freeman and Notre Dame. However, it is up to 12 with Notre Dame laying it. Where you at? I think I would take the points in Cal. I mean, I think I would take the – because, first of all, we got un, uncertainty at quarterback at, at Notre Dame, right? How good are their skill players? I mean, Wilcox is going to be smart enough to take Michael Mayer out of the game, right? Or he should be. I, I give him that, right? So where are they going for points? Their running game's been disappointing, and the stellar part of Notre Dame's team going into the season was supposed to be their defense, and it didn't look like that. So, you know, I, my sense, I would take the tw- I would take the points. I mean, that's these are leans. I gave you my two picks. So these are the, yep. These are all leans here. I got you, bro. Remember Michael Penix Jr. at Indiana? Yeah, sure. Yeah, now he's, he's at, at Washington. Uh, yes. And Washington leads the uh, the Pac-12 in passing. Now, they haven't played anybody. What's interesting about Michigan State at Washington, Michael, is where Michigan State struggled last year was against the pass. Now, they've been okay right. to start the season, but this is an interesting matchup. Washington's laying three and a half there off Lake Washington hosting the Spartans. Shocking, right? That Washington is get, is going to give points to State, but look, I think Kalen DeBoer's a really good coach, and he made Penix a really good player when he was at Indiana with them together. They are kind of in symmetry together here. It's going to be where is Michigan State? I like Washington here. I think it's a tough place to play. I think this is one of the, I, th- I think Washington's a really good program, and I think DeBoer was a great hire, and I think he'll be really successful there. I like when whether it's down in Florida or Washington. I like when these big programs kind of eschew the sexy name and just bring in a good football coach. Let him settle down the program. He's going to win. His name will build. By the way, we're talking, we were talking with Carl Johnson about where he tries to find the Sharpies. Well, here's the sharp situation with Oklahoma and Nebraska. So Oklahoma, according to John Ewing over at BetMGM, is collecting 74% of the bets and 70% of the money. They open 14 and a half. It's down to 11 some sharp players like Matt Humans are obviously on Nebraska because there's a preponderance of bets and money on Oklahoma here, Michael. And it moved the line. And so now because it's moved the line, you, you may be too late on it. You know, like, whereas the Mississippi State number, okay, why do I like Mississippi State? All right, so Mississippi State has only got 36% of the tickets, but they've got 52% of the money, right? So they're getting the money. You know, and so I think that's where I kind of lean towards Mississippi State. I take the points there in that situation. I, I think you got it, but you can't be too late to the dance, right? You can't be too late to the part. Like Matt was talking about the Monday play. Like he got Arizona at three and a half. I mean, he read the Raiders laying three and a half. That's important. You got to get the number at the right time. The Plains is full of drama. Auburn, Alabama. 
second half of a home-and-home with Penn State. Remember, Penn State beat Auburn last year 28-20 in the opener. Well, Penn State travels down to Auburn, and we've got Penn State laying two-and-a-half. I think I lay the two and a half with Penn State. I think their ground game's pretty tough. I think they're they'll be able to they're find themselves offensively. I'm not in love with Clifford, but I think I would lay the two and a half here in this game. Your boys, Lawrence, Kansas is two and zero. Oh, Michael at Houston. Houston Who, did, can you believe nine. that? Can I know, you believe it's this? Really unbelievable. Uh, but Leopold's a good coach now. Very good coach. Leop. Leopold's a good coach. I don't think you could dismiss him. You know, I think to me, if you ask me, you know, Lincoln, should he get the Lincoln job? I mean, look, he's a really good coach, you know, and I mean, Houston is, you know, their, their program. I mean, they're able to, to, uh, you know, offensively where they are. I, I would lean towards taking Kansas. I would rather have the better number before that though. The third in the big three, Ohio State, they're hosting the Rockets of Toledo. Toledo's 2-0. They haven't beaten anybody. Ohio State's laying 31. Uh, I think I'd take Ohio State in this. Just to, I mean, it's Toledo, this is a little bit of a mismatch. Plus, I think Ohio State's got to keep getting into rhythm here a little bit. The game I wanted to ask you about, I know we've got to run out of time. How about Maryland and SMU on the over? What's that total there? That number, SMU at Maryland, is sitting 73 Remember, wow. Adam Burke, who's coming up next with Jeff Parles on Live Bet Saturday, he, t- he talked about this game, so I'll tease, because this is a very tricky spot for SMU that's got their former coach in TCU look ahead next week, correct? Yep, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, I mean, 72 and a half is a little, we're getting the worst of that number, but it's tempting, 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 Patrick. Hey, we got pro football tomorrow, Patrick. Did you know that? I heard about it. I heard I, somebody told me a rumor. By the way, don't eat anything <laughs> the rest of the day, right? You're going to stay. I won't. I'll be good. <laughs> We're having fun. Michael Lombardi, enjoy your day. We'll see you tomorrow here on the Lombardi Line. Carls and Burke next. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.